fans hoping to hear Justin Bieber sing that song and so many more hits tonight and tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena. We've got some uh, breaking news regarding those concerts. Here is music expert Eric Alper, who joins us now for more. Eric, good afternoon. This is something that uh, Bieber's just posted on his uh, Instagram. Yeah, as a story that the shows in Toronto have been canceled, he is dealing with some illness. So if you're planning on going to the show tonight, don't. I'm sure that you will be receiving an email from wherever you got your tickets for. So hang on to them. I'm sure that these dates will be rescheduled in the future. Yeah, I'm just looking at this on his verified Instagram and his stories, as you mentioned, Eric. And he says, can't believe I'm saying this. I've done everything to get better, but my sickness is getting worse. My heart breaks that I will have to postpone these uh, next few shows on doctor's orders. To all my uh, people, I love you so much. I'm going to rest and get better. Uh, Do we know, uh, I mean, I haven't heard anything in the news or seen anything that uh, Justin Bieber has been fighting or battling something, obviously, here? No, not not that I know of. And it's definitely not from, you know, from lack of trying. He certainly has one of the most popular and the largest tour dates of 2022. He is literally going all over the world um, for these dates. And I'm sure that especially in as as close to as a hometown as possible right here in Toronto, um, this is going to devastate him in terms of, um, uh, you know, his his. It's just sadness because I know that for, you know, sometimes when you're when you're looking at, you know, 150, 200 tour dates on a giant schedule in front of you, artists usually circle their hometown because they know that they want to go that extra mile for. So I'm sure that his disappointment is larger than anybody else's. Yes, I guess we'll all just have to uh, grab a Biebs brew and just uh, watch some uh, Bieber concert <laughs> videos uh, tonight uh, instead, unfortunately. So we uh, certainly wish uh, Justin the best as he uh, recovers. Yeah. By the way, there's also some talk about his shows at uh, MSG, Madison Square Garden, for next week in a possible conflict. Yeah, it looks like that the NHL has uh, landed squarely on uh, on game seven and that just happens to be the night that justin bieber is going to be playing and these things happen from time to time when um the sports teams usually have first rights to book that venue or arena or stadium um and at the same time concert uh promoters like live nation sometimes go months in advance sometimes they go years in advance to lock in those dates. So this isn't a surprise to the NHL or Justin Bieber's team. Um, They probably both knew on the schedule that this time might be coming, which means that if you're a Justin Bieber fan, you're looking for one of the teams to wrap it up by game six. (laughs) You know, it always uh, kind of uh, amuses me that you're right. This happens from time to time when the home arena, did they not expect the team to do that well? Were they counting on them to be out of the playoffs (laughs) by then when they booked these concerts? You know, it's funny that you say that because i've actually talked to the 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 public relations teams of a certain baseball team that is playing literally like 250 baseball right now like they're just it far in the last place they have playoff games booked already like they've got the tickets all set to be printed they've got those dates on lock because you never know and as the sports announcers would say that's why they play the game so sometimes you just never know these things and you you cross your fingers and hope for the best all right. And again, if you're just joining us, Justin Bieber canceling his shows tonight and tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto uh, due to illness. Uh, meantime, as Spotify, they have shared what they believe could be the songs of summer of 2022, the summer of 2022. And uh, this one right here is uh, topping their list.
from Lizzo, of course, and I don't think we could argue with that. That's uh, maybe the catchiest song of the year so far, I think, Eric. Yeah, I think it has to be right up there with Harry Styles um, as it was. There's a lot of songs that are going to be competing this year for the song of the summer. Jack Harlow's First Class is sitting nicely at number two on Billboard's song of the summer list that came out this week and it tabulates all the streaming airplay and sales based from june the 11th until september the 10th um but you know it's gonna be interesting because i'm not counting kate bush's running up that hill out just yet ah. even though that, that song may not hit number one um, if you stick around at number two or three or four long enough, you actually might be able to to be that song of the summer. And who knows it? You know, right now, musical youths past the duchy is also um, rising thanks to being in Stranger Things season four. It's currently in the top 80 on Spotify's viral list. So, you know, along with past successes like Billy Ray Cyrus's and Lil Nas X Old Town Road and Drake's In My Feelings back in 2018. I wouldn't count out some of these old songs from taking a little bit of buzz away from the new stuff. That's really interesting. Can something like Musical Youth, which was a huge hit, I think, back in 82, because it was a hit so long ago in 82, can it really be the 2022 song of the summer as well? Yeah, it's going to be really cool to see that. Because, you know, if you if you tabulate the list like mathematicians love to do, number one, uh, if you're if you're on the, the number one position, you get 10 points and number two would be nine and number three would be would, would you know, and so forth and so forth. Um, if you stick around in the top 10 long enough throughout the summer, you just might, you know, happily le be leap leapfrogging over all these really fast moving songs jumping from you know number 15 to number one and then off the chart two weeks later so yeah this is definitely going to keep my eye on it you know obviously songs like free by florence and the machine is a nice bouncy um pop hit and you know there's there's no lack of songs that use repetition that have a really good beat it's all about um the the happy feeling and they use lyrics like baby and love and time and hot those words all kind of connect with people through the summer months so um you know for geeks like me this is just another chart to kind of salivate over yeah because i mean the other debate here is what constitutes a summer song as great as kate bush running up that hill is it's very atmospheric it's certainly a different song than say lizzo's uh, about damn time which is a uh, very poppy very catchy as an earworm yeah, you know, that tempo is everything. Usually the really great summer songs have a B, uh, a BPM, which is the beats per minute, of about 65. It's a little bit faster than your average heartbeat. But the reason why those songs connect with people is because they sound great in a club, but they also sound great in a low volume moment like barbecues outside or those Friday nights when you're spending it with somebody that you love. So it's the beat, the melody has to be there obviously to get stuck in your head but i think the lyrics are everything you know you're looking at itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini back in 1964 to um you know all these songs like i kissed a girl it's all it's all about having those fun moments yeah like walking on sunshine just comes to mind yeah, immediately for me katrina in the waves is a great summer song uh before we let you go just in our final minute here we wanted to pay tribute to uh bass player alec john such one of the founding members of bon jovi who we found out the other day eric has passed uh, at the age of 70. yeah 70 seems very very young to me especially in today's age of rock and roll and um the the complete 
um, focus on these people's health. But Alex John Sush passes away at age 70. He was the bass player for pretty much the legendary band from when they were starting around 1983 to 1994. So he played in all of the albums like Slippery When Wet, Living on a Prayer, You Give Love a Bad Name and Wanted Dead or Alive. So I know Bon Jovi fans are going to miss him terribly over this. Mm -hmm. And he was the one responsible for bringing Richie, Richie Sambora into the band. Yeah, it was his idea to to bring him into the band. And uh, and also, you know, he had a little bit of a hand in having the band record in Vancouver with the Canadian producers, Bob Rock and Bruce Fairbairn as well. So he was a really big part of their success. And obviously with Richie leaving the band, um, you know, back in the in the 2000, 2010s, um, it's really only John Bon Jovi that has full control over that band and he gets to do whatever he wants to do. All right. Eric, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for jumping on with us this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Jeff. We'll talk soon. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.